the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. It's good to be with you for Hour 2 on this Thursday edition of SoCal Live. Always good to be with you. Two hours every single afternoon where we talk about the issues of the day. And we try to deal with the things that really help you grow spiritually and to give you some information and other pointers that will really help you even if you're making disciples as you want to grow in your faith. If you're a believer and if you're not a believer, and I know that many of you listening aren't, we are here to help you understand our faith and give you some positive content to learn about during the day. We'd love to have you with us. And uh, you can contact me right here. You can call and join the conversation. 888-528-2557 is the number. Triple eight LA Talks is the number. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. You can also email the show SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Um you know, I got when I woke up this morning, first thing I do is I, I grab the phone and turn off the alarm and I have I have moved beyond the the snooze button. I used to be Mr. Snooze Button. I could hit that thing for an hour and thought, well, what in the world am I doing? Why don't I just set it for an hour later, right? And uh, my wife helped cure me of that because eventually she's like, are you going to get up or what? But um, now I get up and I grab it and I look at the news and I look to see what's going on. You know, part of it's for preparing for this show. Part of it's just something I've done forever. I want to know what's happening in the world. and, And, you know, that helps us have conversation with the people that we work with, the people that we interact with. And it is strategic, something that uh, I would encourage everybody to do. You don't need to be, you know, some kind of news junkie or anything like that. But when there are big issues going on in the world, it's good to have some kind of approach to it so that you can have conversation, not to be right or wrong, but you're called into the lives of the people that God has placed in your life. Do you know that? That I believe, and I believe that, that this is the heart of making disciples that Jesus has called us to do that we're called specifically, strategically, supernaturally into the lives of the people that God has placed around us. We call that group your oikos. It's not a yogurt. It is a yogurt, but it's uh, oikos is a Greek word that means house, household. And the idea in the New Testament is that this group of people are the people that you do life with. It's not necessarily people you choose. You might choose your spouse. Uh, in most cultures, you do. Um, you don't really choose your kids. Most of the time you choose to have kids, but uh, you don't get to choose their personalities and they don't automatically get your faith just because they're your kids. And you don't get to choose who you work with. You don't get to choose who your classmates are, but those people are part of your life. You may not even get to choose who your roommates are or you have some choice in it, but you don't really know them very well. Discipleship is inherently relational. And I believe that God has called people into our life on purpose to challenge us, to build us up, and also for us to build them up. And as believers, we are to be ambassadors of Christ wherever he's put us. And to do that, we need to be able to at least have some conversation with people. We don't need to have arguments. We just need to be able to relate, and it's helpful. So that's why I go you know, kind of to the news 
other than the fact that it's my job, but it's something I've always done anyway. Because I like to be able to have that conversation, to have uh, a flurry of things. Anyway, so I went to the news this morning, and uh, you know, I check out the war, making sure that uh, you know there hasn't been anything more horrific going on. But it's horrific every day. Biggest story that I got today was not the biggest story necessarily, but one that that hit me right away was an American Bible Society survey that said that over the past year, 26 million Americans stopped reading their Bible regularly. And it's the largest drop in the history of doing that survey. And what's interesting about it is over the past couple of years, the numbers of Bible readers, it's actually been going up. Okay. And you know, that happens because we've got the COVID and people are home, people are scared, people are dealing with death of loved ones, they're dealing with the loss of um, normal life, they're dealing with the loss of loved ones in some cases, so many things, right? And, and it does, it drives people to the Word of God. And that's good. You know, when there is a big tragedy and hard things going on, it normally drives people to the Word of God. So it was shocking to see this sharp decline in Bible reading. And uh, Christianity Today, Christianity Today, uh, put out a response, and they've had to just go through it again. It's also shocking, and I don't know if it's really the case. You know, did that really happen? I've noticed in staying in hotels recently that the Gideon Bibles are out, and they're out because of COVID, right? You're not supposed to have, you can't touch anything. So if you stay at a hotel, I always check to see if that Bible's in there, and uh, it's usually there. And Usually the other thing I check for, so I go into a hotel and I check for a couple of things right away. Uh, I check for the Bible. That's one of the first things I do is I open up that drawer. Is the Bible in there? I hope so. Second thing I do is I look for that folder that tells me everything about the hotel. You know, can I get room service? Where's the pool? You know, is there a gym that I can uh, pretend I'm going to use? What is it that uh, this hotel offers? What are the amenities? You know, you like to find those things out. They got rid of that book too. Um, you can't touch anything. The stationery is gone. You know, where am I going to get a new pen if I can't borrow the pen at the Hilton um, and take that with me? Uh, All of that is gone. Well, what the survey is showing is that in the past year, people have stopped reading their Bible. And I wanted to ask you this. Do you read your Bible regularly? And is this something, or have you stopped? Is there a reason maybe you used to and now you don't? Did you get out of the habit and Why? I put this out uh, today to a few people and said, you know, what What do you think about this? And people had different sort of seminary answers. You know, well, people don't know how to read the Bible. They don't know how to approach it. And I think that's true in some cases. But a lot of the Bible is is not that complicated. Mark Twain once said that it's not the parts of the Bible that I don't understand that bother me. It's the parts that I do understand that bother me. And I think it's a funny statement because most of it you can understand uh, a whole lot of it. It's not that hard. Uh, some parts are hard. You know, don't get started in uh, Ezekiel or something. Save that for, for later when you can really study. Um, but where is it? Do you do this? Are you somebody who reads the Bible regularly? And how did you get in that habit? How do you stay in it? And are you somebody who doesn't? Maybe you've never really done it. Maybe you do need help to understand how to do it. Uh, the frequency of people reading their Bible has changed uh, dramatically um, over the past year. According to the American Bible Society, scripture engagement uh, has dropped. It depends on, there's many different ways. Um, But um, about 11% it dropped just in one year. 
and disengagement went up about 33%. I'm not sure how they gather all those numbers together, um, but people were getting more and more engaged throughout the pandemic. More people were engaged with the Bible in 2018 in, in 2019 than there were in 2018, more people even in 2020, more people in 2022 or 2021, and now all of a sudden in the 2022 survey, it's way out of proportion. People stopped. What happened? Uh, is there something that happened maybe just in the past year? I'm assuming these are really, it's the 2022 survey, but it must be 2021 numbers that they're looking at. You understand how that works. What do you do to stay in the Bible? What is it that has maybe you knocked you off course? Maybe you're no longer in the Bible you used to be. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Mike in Chino Hills, welcome to Southern California Live. Scott, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Yeah, hi, Mike. Uh, I've been a born-again Christian for about 45 years. I came to the Lord as a young adult. And for me today... Uh, over the years, and especially now more than ever, uh, it's really important for me to do my daily devotions and, and spending at least some, some kind of amount of time reading the Bible. I do it out of need because I need to be fed and I need to build my faith and um, to, to, you know, to quench mm-hmm. the fiery darts of, of the enemy. Uh, because if, if I don't do that, um, then, you know, all kinds of other things, that, you know, the darts will hit me. Uh, temptation, uh, doubt, unbelief, uh, you know, you name it, anxiety, fear. Uh, so when I read my Bible, it's for my benefit. It's my devotion to God. It's, I, I believe it's a form of worship. But at the same time, it, you know, that's God's Word uh, to me. It's, it's suitable for instruction, how to live a godly life. And God is speaking directly to me through His Word, I get comfort, I get assurance, confidence, uh, assurance of salvation, uh, you know, eternal life. And you're not going to get you're not going to get that kind of encouragement and assurance from the world or anywhere else. Uh, you're just going to be so much better off if you're, you're a Christian and you read your Bible daily and mm-hmm. you spend time in it and you absorb it. You just don't read it or read it. You, you hunger for it, and you, you soak it up like a dry sponge, and that's really, really the essence of it all. And Mike, and I, what would you I say? I read my Bible daily because I need yeah. to. What would you say to uh, somebody who is maybe a new believer or somebody who's been in church for a long time? The studies show that most people who go to church don't read their Bible uh, very often. Uh, the studies show that most people who um, go to church have not read most of the Bible ever. Uh, they'll read the same things over and over again. They have a favorite book, uh, favorite study, favorite topic that they'll go through, but they haven't spent time in the Word. What would you say just for a regular person is, you know, what do, in you, when you started with this, how did you come about that? How would you encourage somebody? Well, you know, Scott, there, there might be a whole variety of different reasons why people don't read the Bible who claim to be Christians, and it could run the gamut from, you know, maybe they never— truly came to know the Lord. They might be Christians in name only or nominal Christians. Mm-hmm. Or they, they just might but what would you tell whatever. somebody who wants to grow, but they, they say to you, oh, the Bible's boring, or I don't know where to start, or, you know, how would you encourage them? Well, I would just suggest to them that, you know, it's really God's love letter to them. They could start reading um, the Gospels, you know. You could start the Gospel of John uh, and just read through the New Testament and then read the other Gospels. And, and um, 
you know, you can, uh, you know, tell them the fact that uh, there's historical predictive prophecy that's been fulfilled um, hundreds of times uh, from Moses on, on through the, you know, Isaiah, mm-hmm. through the minor prophets, through yeah. you know, the Psalms. And, and these are proven facts, you know, with archaeology and, and eyewitness testimony from friendly and unfriendly sources. All right. It's, it's, a, valid, uh, it's a valid book. All right, Mike, I appreciate Yeah, I appreciate that. I need to, to, to move on there. Um, we're talking about a survey that came out from the American Bible Society that says that uh, 50% of Americans, in 2021, 50% of Americans said that they read their Bible on their own at least three or four times per year, and that's what they consider to be regular Bible reading, I guess. Uh, and that percentage has been mostly the same since 2011, but in 2022, it dropped 11 points. Now only 39% say they read the Bible multiple times a year or more, and it's the steepest and sharpest decline on record. Um, why do you think that is? That's something that uh, I'd love to hear from you. And if you're somebody who reads your Bible regularly, what would you say to encourage people to start reading their Bible? Mike gave us some examples of the truth of Scripture, and he's been reading it for 40 years. Um the um, uh, what are some reasons why maybe you were reading it and you stopped, and especially in the last year? Like, were you more of a regular Bible reader? Maybe you know this is just saying two or three times a year, right? That you pick up your Bible. Did you stop? Why? Uh, what caused that in you? Or if you have stopped for a while and picked it back up again, what was the catalyst for that? What what drove you? What drove you to it? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. 888-528-2557. Give us a call. This is Southern California Live, and uh, Scott Furrow with you today. And I got up this morning, and as I was saying, there was a study out there that says that American Bible reading has dropped significantly over the past year. So what's kind of shocking about it? It wouldn't be shocking, I think, if I read that and it just said, over the last 20 years, Bible reading has gone down. Okay, uh, I could see that. Actually, Bible reading has gone up a little bit in previous surveys that I've read, and a lot of that has been because of the digital Bible, because people can download it on their phone. You can get, put the Bible app on there, and you can have reading plans. Uh, some churches put their, their small group stuff on that app. There's so The Bible actually today is far more accessible than it ever was before. On my phone, I have just about every version there is, multiple languages, uh, I like it that I have it on my phone because I always have my Bible with me if I want to read it, and I can read it while I'm in line at the supermarket. I can read it if I just have some downtime during the day. I've got time for that, well, you know. and if I want to do my devotion, sometimes I like to do it out at the beach. Sometimes I like to do something where I can just kind of get away, and it's easy. I just have it with me. And a lot of people have experienced that. So when we get a statistic all of a sudden that says there's a huge drop in the number of people who read it over one year. I'm curious about what happened in the past year that would cause that. Maybe this number isn't right. Sometimes you just didn't ask the right people. You know, the surveys sometimes are flawed. Uh, Christianity Today, in analyzing it, they seem to think that um, it's actually gone pretty well. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Chris in Westminster. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I just kind of heard the tail end of what was going on, so I don't know if I'm repeating myself or repeating what other people have said. But That's all right. I Go ahead. My, t- my take is is I have to kind of put myself out there. I'm uh, convicting myself here or, or uh, showing my blunders. I don't always read the Bible. 
Um, and I think these are not uh, these are my reasons, and, and I know they're not valid reasons. But you know, I have a family, uh, work, things like that. And then you know, sometimes if I'm honest, uh, I'm distracted by you know things on my phone, social media, games, things like mm. that. But I guess my encouragement would be to people who uh, are not reading the Bible, like myself, is um, I guess it's, we got to make more time and 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 really make that time to sit down and set aside those other things. One thing I wanted to say too is when I do read the Bible, I I, I think as I've gotten older, I've studied apologetics and all that stuff. There's so many questions that I have when I read the Bible that um, it causes me not to read more because I want to get an answer on one particular passage. And Mm. sometimes I know churches are so busy that we don't always have time to get those questions answered. So um, those are just some of the things that I I struggle with or why I don't read all the time is because uh, they're not valid reasons. But uh, I know one big thing for me is when I get a, a passage that I don't understand, I kind of get hung up on that, and then I want to try to find that answer. So, and and it keeps you maybe from uh, just keep on moving through and reading more stuff. You know, I don't I don't think your answers are not valid. I think that a lot of people are in the same have the same uh, thought as you on that. We're very busy. You mentioned all the uh, you know the downside of the Bible on the phone or anything you're doing on the phone is you get the um, all of the distractions of the notifications, right? So uh, there's so many distractions. Thank you, Chris, for calling. And uh, sharing that, Leslie in Santa Monica, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, good afternoon. I I just got off work, and I realized that um, this topic is really great because I have been struggling with my studying of the work, mm. and um, it declined this year, and it's only four months in. Yeah. And so this week... I brought a devotional and a prayer journal. And our church, we do what we call SOAP, Scripture, Observation, um, Prayer, and um, Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And so we have that. It's so many things that the reasons why the, the man before me said, not valid, and they aren't. They're just like distractions, um, anxiety, stress, um, my faith wavering, um, just me being silent. And I typed out some things today, a conversation with God, and um, I admitted it. And I, hmm. um, I don't know, I don't know the reason why. It's just like I work in a hospital. Stressful. Um, there, those are not excuses, and they're not sure. reasons. And so, by the Holy Spirit, I was convicted, and it's like I need to restart. Yeah, like I God think... is very gracious, and I just need to restart, and yeah. I repent. It, you know, today. That's good advice. And you know, I think sometimes. <laughs> there you go. See, that's how God works, doesn't it? The Holy Spirit's a great organizer. <laughs> If you haven't noticed that, oh and goodness. you know, I think some people don't read because they feel guilty that they haven't read, so they don't read. Does that make sense? Like they just uh... on my prayer paper, the guilt, the shame, you know. But I think the the peace came when it's just like having a conversation. I never had a father, so I called God, Father God. And I was like, Lord God, Father God, this is what I've been doing, 
And I, 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 I got to tell you, it's not like you don't know where I'm at and what's on my heart. Yeah. Um, but the silence, like I, it's like, it's just like a heavy blanket, um, something that's not good and that's dark. And um, I admitted it. I confessed it. And I said it to him. Well, good for you. I'm good for you, Leslie. It. It's like you have to push yourself. Yeah. We are distracted with so much. There's and so much distraction. You get tired. You give yeah. yourself an excuse. The yeah. flesh don't want to do nothing anyway. Right. Yeah. Leslie, I got to move on. I appreciate your call. And I'm so glad that you are getting back into your scriptures. And, you know, I think that is something that we, it's something we get distracted about. And maybe that's it. Why? Here's my big question is why is Bible reading, if this survey is correct, why has it declined this year? Maybe we're just tired of everything that's been going on for the last couple of years. And we're just extra distracted. I don't know. But wherever you're at, uh, we'll keep talking about this in just a minute. I've got to take a break. I've got your uh, calls on hold, several of you, and we're answering this question. What do you do for Bible reading? Did you stop for some reason and you don't read very much or you're not sure how to do it? What um, This survey says that the number of people reading their Bible has dropped dramatically in the past year in America, the largest drop in uh, since they've been doing the survey. So that's pretty significant. What's the reason for that, I wonder? You can give us a call, 888-528-2557. Let us know part of your journey. When did you start reading the Bible? Have you stopped? You know, what are some of the reasons, if you want to share those? 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll get back to your calls in just a couple of moments when we get back from the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live on a Thursday afternoon. Number is 888-528-2557. We're talking about Bible reading and responding to a survey from American Bible Society that said that in the past year, Bible reading in the United States has dropped dramatically, the largest decline since they've been doing this this survey. And I'm curious to to why that is, why maybe in the past year that uh, – you know, 2021 is the year that they're measuring. Why did people stop reading their Bible when it had, it had stayed mostly current, maybe even going up a little bit in previous years? And what are your thoughts? Are you struggling with it? Are you having a hard time? Or maybe you have it different times and you, you figured out how to uh, get into the Scripture more. 888-528-2557 is the number. Greg from Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you very much, it's a pleasure to be on your show. Well, thank you, Greg. My answer is, thank you, is, my answer is two-part, and that is, it's a great thing that the Bible reading is going down, or that the survey has, has asserted that the Bible reading is going down, because the Bible readers need to hear it so they can know to step up their Bible reading. Hmm. They need to also hear it so that when they're in company of, their, of other people, their, their family, their, their friends, etc. If they are even right now, they can take out their Bible, if they so have it, if they're unashamed, if they do it in public, if they carry it around, if they need to pull the car over to the side of the road right now and pull the Bible out because they've been looking at it, it's right there, right next to them, and let other people see that, wow, they're talking about me, or it could mm. be. Could it be. might not be you. Yeah. Could be. 
Why do you think people might have stopped for some reason? What's the reason for that, if that statistic is correct? Oh, great, great question. Part of the reason I think, I don't have the answer for that, but part of the reason I think that might be is looking over at the other person. As I was growing up, I always looked over. My mom always had a Bible. My aunt always had a Bible. Uh I had teachers in my high school who had Bibles. I don't know if they were a secret thing. I saw them in their desks. I saw them in their purses. I saw them in their cars. Um, Other people's houses I went over, they had Bibles at the front door. I don't know if they read them all the time, but I always saw a Bible. And as I got older, those same people still had their Bibles. They became more older, the Bibles did. They became, had more wear and tear. Yeah. I had a long period of time of seeing older people than I was at that time, being a teenager, going into my 20s. Do you feel like the... Do you feel like maybe the decline is because people aren't seeing other people read their Bibles as much? Exactly is what I'm trying to say. All right, exactly. Greg. I think, Greg, I got a lot of calls. I'm going to let you go. I think that's a good point. And here's the, here's the point that I think actually is maybe the reason. So what I'm trying to drive at is why in the past year, like why all of a sudden such a steep decline? And I think one of those reasons is 30% of people aren't going back to church. They're not in the presence of the Bible being taught. They're not in the presence of other people studying the Bible. An interesting thing about the Bible is it's actually meant to be studied in groups of people. It's fine to do on your own. You need to do it on your own. We're told to meditate on the Word. You do that by yourself, all right? But the Scriptures have always been about, a big part of the Scripture reading is about doing it in groups. That's why we have teachers. That's why there's gifted preachers and teachers, right? It's because people need to be in that kind of study and be the beneficiaries of that gift, be edified by that gift so that they can understand their Bible. And maybe the reason that people aren't reading their Bible as much is because they're not with other believers reading the Bible like they used to. That's that's one thought. I think that's a little bit where our caller was going uh, toward. Julie from Northridge, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello? Hi, Julie. Hi, it's well, Dr. Joyce. Oh, it's Joyce. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, well, thank you for having. All right, me. Joyce. Welcome. Um, everything that we, that I've heard uh, for the reasons why people are not reading the Bible are all valid reasons, and especially during the pandemic, I think it's brought a lot of um, chaos and all these different various reasons for everybody. But at the bottom, at the end of the day, for me, I got closer reading the Bible. It's mm. not just God's love, love letter to us. It's not just a book that we have to read through as a Christian. It's the living Word of God. It's alive. It's, it's there. That's how God will communicate to us. That's how it's a manual for us as Christians. That is such a necessity and that especially in these times, we really need to be that close so we know what our what our whole purpose is, mm-hmm. um, and what we should be doing as Christians. And like I said, I can't emphasize how much, um, you know, how important it is to keep God's words close to you and meditate on it. Daily. Yeah. However, it's hard trying to read the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation. It is hard. Trying to do that. But there are definitely definitely a lot of resources out there. There's, we do not have to start with Genesis 
and just trust through. There are study Bibles that also help. You can start from your favorite chapter, favorite book. You don't have to read just one. Um, you can go from back and forth from Old Testament to New Testament. And but but yes, if it's very hard for you to do it on your own, that's why uh, the Bible studies are there mm-hmm. at the little at the church that you go to. Yeah. And that is like the biggest help because you're rooting each other on. That's right. Even get yeah, or even get a few people that you close to from the congregation to say, Hey, let's let's read a chapter and then let's go back and forth and just, you know, pick each other on what you got from that one text. Yeah. So, Julie, I got to go on to uh, I got to go on to more calls. I got a lot of calls. I appreciate your call. I think that uh, you had some really good points to make there. You know, one of them being that you know the reason to do it isn't just uh, you know because of what the Bible is from an academic standpoint. You know, a love letter and stuff. It is, but when you use it as a love letter, the idea with that really is that it's relational. That the reason that you're growing because you're reading your Bible is because you're getting to know the Word of God, which is God. It's living. This is your relationship with God. This is how you do it. You read His Word, and you have that relationship. It's a big part of it. 888-528-2557, if you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. Denny from Woodland Hills, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Denny. Do we have that right? Denny, Woodland Hills, I hear you. All right, Denny, go put you on hold. We're going to go to Dale in Chino Hills. Hi, uh, Dale. I think we're having some technical. I'm here. Can you hear me? All right. Oh, hi, hi, Dale. How are Welcome. You? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good now that I hear you. Good. Welcome to Southern California right, Live. Great. It's a great topic. I agree. In talking with other believers, that uh, time in the Word is is uh, too infrequent. And uh, it's it's diminishing. I don't know if it's because of COVID and people are busy and maybe more discouraged or more uh, uh, lives are chaotic. I can't say exactly what that is. but Yeah, usually I, that drives more people like to, to Scripture, actually. During the COVID, I found more time at uh, at home and purpose and was able to spend more time in the Word, and it was, uh, it was a time of growth for me. Yeah. I, would, how? I, I think a lot of people struggle. They don't know how to uh, how to read through the Bible, where to start, what to do, and maybe need a plan to do so. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, uh, thank you, Dale, for your call. I think that is one of the things that's a reason for being in church is it helps you have a plan. You know, we, we if you're not in church or the church isn't really helping you do this in some practical way, you know, how do you take a big book that is, some of it's not hard to read, but some of it's very hard to read. You know, somebody said, uh, one caller said, it's hard to read Genesis through Revelation. It is hard to read. That is one one way to do it, though. If you just read it, if you just sit down and read it and you don't try to get into all the stuff you don't understand, you just keep going. You can read it, Genesis through Revelation. You just have to push through all the stuff you don't understand and go back to it later in study. Uh, you can do it. You could actually do it in an hour a day. If you read your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, the average reader, if you read for one hour a day, you would have the entire Bible read in three months. Do you know that? 90 days. It takes about 90 days to read through the Bible at one hour a day. Or you can get an audio Bible, listen to it on your commute in the car. Um, and you can do that. 
uh, there are so many ways to go through it. You can get through all of it, but some of it is hard. And I think people start reading in Genesis and then they die somewhere in Leviticus. It's just they can't do it. You just got to push through it. We're talking about a survey that um, told us that over the past year, Bible reading in America has dropped dramatically. And, you know, I'm, I'm curious to why that is. Uh, Dale, our last caller, said that he actually got more Bible reading in because of the pandemic, and, and I think that's true for a lot of people. You you had more time. Uh, one of the reasons I think it's true is we're not in church. We're not around people doing it. 30% of people have not come back to church, or some are watching online. Some of that 30% you're watching online, but you're not going and being with people, and the rest of that 30% has dropped out altogether. Maybe you were on your way out anyway. And so there's a lot of reasons maybe you weren't reading your Bible, but I think we're spurred on to get into Scripture more when we're in church, and then certainly when we're in a Bible study with other people. There's accountability for that. There is something to to really help us understand the Word of God when we're with other people. 888-528-2557. You can join the conversation, 888-528-2557. Um, you know, another thing, I put this out there that I said this morning uh, on social media, and more than one person wrote back to me, and they said, Netflix is the reason. And I thought, you know, they might be right. You know, somebody wrote a list of all these reasons that people aren't reading their Bible. Hard to understand, hard to know where to start. And I think all that's true. But the last one was Netflix. And I thought, you know, I think that we, during the pandemic, some of it is, we have so much entertainment now all of a sudden. The pandemic drove all of these streaming services, and there's so much content. You know, do you want to read your Bible for an hour, or do you want to watch five seasons of The Office? And that little sign comes up. You know, if you're watching your streaming service and it pops up that little thing that says, uh, you've been watching a long time, do you want to keep watching? Uh, what that sign ought to say is, idiot, go do something productive and just turn itself off. That's what it ought to say. And some of you are laughing because you know exactly what it is. And then you say, you know what? I'll just watch one more. Think of all that time you've wasted. 888-528-2557. That's probably a big part of why people stop reading their Bible. Uh, Netflix, 888-528-2557. This is the Thursday edition of SoCal Live. We'll be right back for your calls. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you. We're talking about American Bible Society. State of the Bible report came out. And to a lot of people's surprise that Bible reading in America has declined significantly in the past year after being relatively consistent over the past few years. And I'm curious to why is that and uh, what do we do about it? The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557 is the number. Mark in Chino Hills, welcome to Southern California Live. Oh, hi, how you doing? Good, Mark. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, you know, you know, I think COVID is a big reason hmm. because it divided our church. You know, I'm in a couple of small groups, and uh, when it happened, you know, a lot of people just went along with the governor here, you know, did the, whatever they said to do. And then huh. half of it said, no, no, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to keep our small group because you can't go to church anymore. You yeah, a lot something. of people were divided yeah. over that, a lot of churches. Oh, yeah, and, it's, and they're still divided. They never mm-hmm. really got back to it. It divided the churches big time. Well, that might and, be some know, of it, right, is that people... Uh, 
um, not reading right. their Bible with other people, um, don't read their Bible. So what I, I that... do with the, with the everyday Bible thing, you have to, you know, people, they read or they read, or they day or whatever. A lot of people just don't have the time or they forget. Uh-huh. Statistically, you know, only three or four people, you know, they only read it three or four times a year. Like, right. What? That's what counts in the survey. I thought that's interesting. Uh, Mark, I got to get to some other calls on here. I got a lot of calls and I want to get everybody's thoughts in as we can. Uh, I thought that's interesting that we're talking about Bible reading three or four times a year. Okay. So people aren't even doing that, but that's probably an accurate way to do the survey. You know, I guess 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 is the number. Shirley from La Cunata. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Shirley. I think there's quite a few reasons people are not reading the Bible as much as society continually becomes more secular, and uh-huh. there's a lot of focus on entertainment, partying, and then there's a lot of causes that can become like a religion, like going green, and I'm not against going green. I think we need to preserve mm-hmm. the planet. But there's a lot of other other things that people are putting their faith in. I think that's an excellent point there, Shirley, is uh, that a lot of things that are political views or causes, like you say, have become people's religion in some respect. Shirley, thank you. That way from certain powers that be. Um. Shirley, thank Another you for your call. I want to I want to go to the next call, Shirley. I appreciate that. I think you make an excellent point. Uh, Jazz from Orange, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, um, I I agree with your last caller and and what you mentioned that people not going back to church um, that probably causes um, sorry I'm driving <laughs> that probably causes um, where somebody might not, you know, be inspired or what yeah. not to read. Did you read your Bible um, during the pandemic? Did it help you or, or not help you? What happened during the past year or well, two? Well, honestly, uh, that, well, that's one thing I was going to say, that I actually did not read it during the pandemic. Okay. I actually made a commitment this year um, to read the Bible. That was my New Year's resolution. And, um, how's that going? And I struggle. It's going good, actually. I, I struggled in the beginning. Uh-huh. And I would fall asleep sometimes, but, um, I would ask God, I would pray and ask God to help me. And I push through, and now yeah. I don't fall asleep and I just read His Word. And, hmm. um, do you I, have a reading plan that you're using that's helped you? Um, you know, I actually, um, what, it's the Bible that I have that I'm reading. It's a New Living Translation with Greg Laurie's commentary. Okay. And it actually helps me understand a lot, and I think that helps me. It, um, I think if I were to read the Bible without the commentaries, I think I'd struggle a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But that that really helps. Um. You know, maybe picking a a good study Bible. Yeah, I think that's a great point, uh, Jazz. I'm going to move on to the next call. Um, but Jazz, uh, that's an excellent point. Get a study Bible. That's something that is um, 
can be really helpful because I think another caller said that it, you, he gets stuck because there's something he wants to look into further, and then it prevents him from continuing to read. And the study Bible, sometimes you just need a quick answer, and it's there. I was When I went to seminary, one of my professors, he's the guy who wrote the notes in the NIV study Bible. Like, he's one of the guys who wrote them. And he never talked about it, hardly at all. Like, he, he was so humble about, it was Ron, Dr. Ron Youngblood. He's passed away now. Um, but you'll notice he's one of the editors of the uh, NIV Study Bible, or at least one of the first ones, um, if he's not currently listed on there. Uh, since he's not currently uh, here, he's currently with the Lord. And, uh, you know, what was funny, though, is that he would, without saying it, he would ask somebody to read the note from the NIV Study Bible, and then he would just comment on it in class. But he would always leave out that the reason he could ask you about the note is because he wrote it. Uh, and that was pretty cool. Uh, Donna from Covina. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, hey um, I think all of these um, people that say that these are reasons, I really don't think they're reasons. I don't think they've been reasoned out. I really think that they're excuses. Um, mm-hmm. They make a choice whether they're going to read their Bible or, you know, watch TV. They watch Netflix for hours? A choice. Yeah. And I think, one of the, well, I think one of the things is that Jesus is doing his church. I think as we get more problems, he's trying to see, separate the wheat from the chaff. And he's seeing when we have COVID, when we have a lot of stress in our lives, when we have problems, are we going to the world to relieve those problems or are we going to him? Mm. Are we reading our Bible? Are we praying? Or are we going to kind of do more things out in the world to kind of ease our stress levels? And I'm guilty of that, too. I don't want to sound like sure. earlier than now, but oh, yeah. I, I think that that's partially true. Yeah. Hey, Don, I appreciate that. You know, I think, uh, you know, first of all, I think you're right that God's doing stuff with his church right now. I think that even numbers like this, don't be discouraged by them. Another caller pointed out that maybe it's good. Maybe it's a reminder uh, for the believer to get back into the Word of God, and maybe it's just a reflection of a more honest uh, survey of where we are as Americans. And that is not bad. We need to have an accurate understanding of where the church is. And and also don't be discouraged by these things. You know, in the book of Hebrews in chapter 10, when it tells us to get back into to meeting together as and stop uh, not meeting together as some are in the habit of doing because the day is approaching, Judgment Day, people back then were finding excuses. You know, I don't know what the Netflix was back then, but there was some reason that they were they were going to chariot races or something, and there's, you know, this is not new. That isn't to be an excuse for it, but this isn't new. This is part of the spiritual battle that we are in. So what we want to do is get back to it. I think this is a reminder that says, hey, there's far more important things that we can be doing with our time. One of them is studying the Bible and studying it with other believers. Uh, Amy from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Thank you so much. Anyway, I I try to say that uh, I've been born again 52 years ago, before two weeks before I come to the United States. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I have a tremendous experience with God. Then I come here. I don't know how to read the Bible. I don't know how to pray. But I come in by, by myself from school. Wow. But I decide to go to church. And so, anyway, long story, 52 years ago, sorry. But the reason I read the Bible I, I happened to find out. Uh, I love him so much. I've been, especially I've been, uh, that 
beauty industry. I'm hairdresser. I always want to try to introduce to Jesus what I have experienced. People ask me so many questions, so which is not easy to answer. So I decided to really start digging up the Bible because I know Bible is like love letter from God. And then uh-huh. so I started, you know, uh, one subject from what is really curious. So I like yeah. to know. Amy, just a few more here. seconds here. Running out of time. Just a few more seconds. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I know. I just want to. So that's why when I see the Bible, when I just see this, you know, this day pandemic. I a lot of things going on. To me, that God is the only one, Bible is the only one, authentic. So I really study more than any, actually, uh, more than before. I all right, good for Bible. you. Good for you, Amy. I've got to go on to uh, one more call. Eddie from West Hills, you got 30 seconds. Are you with us, Eddie? Knows about Saint... Yes, hi, this is Eddie. If anybody knows St. Augustine, he said, the greatest adventure in life is to seek Jesus. Before mm. that, I went all over the world, seven continents, seven, seven, uh, seven seas, seven uh, 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 wonders of the world. There is nothing compared to seek Jesus, and that everybody now is you partially correct. Everybody is scared because uh, of the COVID, but don't be scared because Matthew ten twenty eight says, "Only get scared to God because He can kill both body and soul." <laughs> And That's right. Matthew 10.34. Eddie. Matthew 10.34. Eddie, I'm out of time. I'm sorry about that, but you make a great point. If you're going to fear something, fear God. That's what you should do, and that's what Jesus is telling us in Matthew. Hey, good discussion, everybody. Can I give you this before we go? Um, go to church. If you're having trouble reading your Bible, don't do it alone. You're not called to do it alone. That's part of what you're called to do, meditate on Scripture, but we do it together. Get back into church, and if you go to church and just kind of come and you sit and you go home, Find a good Bible study. Find one where they actually study the Bible. There's some great books out there that you should read. That's fine. But get in a Bible study where you study the Word of God, and it will help you. Do it with others. That's how we're meant to do it. There's a lot of tools out there that will help you. And you can begin right now by praying to God. Don't feel guilty if you haven't read the Bible in years or you have given it up over a period of time. Just move forward and say, God, I want to get back into my relationship with you. Help me to do that. All right, good subject. We'll hit that again another time because it matters a lot. Thank you for listening. Go to kkla.com to learn about uh, events and other ways that you can connect with listeners and encourage one another. Go to kprz.com if you're in San Diego, kkla.com in the Los Angeles area. Everybody, I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.